Every car needs oil to run smoothly. And in the same way, there are a few things that can help your relationship flow more smoothly. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about something that isn't easy, but it can radically change your marriage. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and we are so glad that you're with us. Yes, thanks for giving us another 30 minutes of your time. And um, today we've got something really important to talk about on the podcast. And just as I said in the teaser, uh, every car needs oil to run. Now, I drive a, how old is it now? A tw- 19, 19-year-old mm-hmm. car. By choice, there's something weird in me that chooses to repair instead of replace. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just cheap. <laughs> but uh, but I've got an oil leak right now. And mm. and it's, I mean, literally, like it leaks and it, it's dripping right on my heat shield or my exhaust. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it burns the oil. And oh my goodness, it smells terrible. Mm. Like every time the kids are in the car and I'm in a stoplight and they're like, oh, what is that smell? And for the, for the longest time, I didn't tell them it was my car. I just blamed it on on the restaurants or the cars around us. And then finally they figured it out. And, um, but, and so I've got to get it fixed. Because you you get out of the car and you walk around smelling like oil. Yes, exactly. And what does oil do for a car? Well, it helps everything, not helps, it allows everything inside to work because there's all this metal moving and scraping up against each other. And so oil is a lubricant and it helps everything flow more smoothly. And on today's podcast, we want to talk about one of those things that is vital to your relationship. And just like oil, your car will will not run without gas, Mm -hmm. but it'll run for a while low on oil until it just literally Mm -hmm. breaks. You won't do eternal damage to your car if you run out of gas. But you will with, well, we know. You will blow, (laughs) yes, you will throw a rod if you don't have oil and Mm -hmm. your car's done. In the same way in your marriage, if you don't have this thing we're talking about today, you'll run for a while and it'll just slowly get worse and worse and worse until one day your relationship throws that proverbial Mm -hmm. rod and you're done. And I've seen it Mm -hmm. so often in my, in my office and it's sometimes it's just Short of a miracle in the hand of God is just too late. Well, it's funny because we kind of saw what brought this to mind for us. We kind of saw this play out a little bit in a in a weird way with our our kids recently. We've uh, we've spent a lot of time together with them. <laughs> They've spent a lot of time together because we Christmas over break Christmas we yeah we took our our super trip out west in the motorhome. So twenty four seven we're together in this motorhome and hiking and doing all the stuff, and it was. It was a lot of together time. So, you know, anytime you're together a lot, you start annoying each other a little. And so we were in the car the other day and um, Josie is doing something to aggravate Colby. Oh, man. Because that's what brother and sister do. I mean. Yeah. They can push each other's buttons. Yes. And and we said, baby, you need to stop doing that. And she's like, nope, I'm getting him back for the last time he did this to me. And if he if I can't let it go, because if I let it go this time, I'm trying to teach him a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) That how did that work? It did not work because in the next time 
He did not learn his lesson because he was well because he wants to later. teach her a lesson. Yes, and they want to get each other back. And finally, I just started. Bonnie and I don't even really engage with it anymore. Mm-mm. We're just like, let's if y'all gonna do that, go in the other room. And I just kind of started saying, man, you guys were made for each other. Mm-hmm. You deserve each other. Yeah, if that's what you're gonna do. But there's something that we constantly tell each other, man. You need to show each other some grace. Yeah, just show each other some grace and. Their argument is, no, if I do that, then they'll, next time, then they're Help trying to get each other back. So they, if I don't teach them a lesson, they're going to keep doing it. But what do they do? They it's, do. it's like the old pastor. Well, I can't teach on grace. People will sin more. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that same concept with them. Yeah. So th- today we want to talk about grace. And grace is that one thing that without it in your marriage, you can survive a while without it, mm-hmm. but it's just going to begin to tank. And uh, typically when we think about grace, we tend to think about God's grace on us. If you're a Christian, uh, then you came face to face with that grace when you invited him into your heart. And if you haven't, then I pray you do come face to face with that grace. However, scripture says uh, in relation to human relationships, uh, it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the ju- on the unjust. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is that God and is so merciful and so and not just mercy that we, you know, he didn't he doesn't send us to hell for this for the sin if we accept him, but he lavishes his love on us that he yeah. actually it cost Jesus his, his life to come and redeem us. That's grace. Mm. I mean, every day that we breathe another breath of air is grace. It's more than we deserve. Um, yeah. So I think maybe, Bonnie, before we dive in, it'd be good to probably talk a little bit about the difference between love mm-hmm. and grace. Because I think in marriage uh, and, and in relationships, but specifically in marriage, they're two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you truly love someone, then we're going to have to learn how to show them grace. I think sometimes grace is an expression mm-hmm. of our love for somebody. The mm-hmm. truth, it, it kind of tells. Yeah. It tells on us. If I, if I love you and I want you in my life, I'm going to have to learn how to show mm-hmm. grace mm-hmm. or I won't have you in my life right. that long. So then let's talk about what love is and what grace is. So love is the commitment of my will to your needs and best interests, regardless of the cost. I love you, so I'm committed to you. I mean, there's the, you know, the whole lovey-dovey love, but it's more of a puppy love. But real love is I'm committed to stay no matter what, even though I know what your faults are. That's showing, that's love. And I think this is where love intersects grace. You said that regardless of the cost. Mm -hmm. So love has a cost to it. Mm -hmm. Um, True love, once you get beyond the limerence or the puppy love stage, true love is making a choice. Mm -hmm. It's making a choice to daily dying to myself and, and, and choosing to meet your needs and to love you regardless. And you said this regardless of the cost. And I think that's where it intersects grace. Mm-hmm. What is the cro- the cost? Yeah. And this is where grace comes in. Grace is treating your spouse the way God treats you. True. Giving your spouse something that they desperately need, but they don't necessarily deserve. Wow. And so you go back to the illustration of Josie and Colby just getting on each other's nerves. 
if one of them were to choose to show grace, what would that cost be? Well, they would have to give up being right uh-huh. or saying, oh, I was wrong, or it would take humility. And they'd give up. I mean, there's a big chance that, you know, the other one can do the same thing again. Yeah. We're taking that risk. If I show you grace, that means I'm opening myself up to hurt again. And I think that's where a lot of couples end up in that cycle because it's hard to be the bigger person and to show grace and to say, you know what, I'm just not even going to bring that up mm-hmm. to die to that because it's dying to myself. It's dying to to my way of thinking. It's dying to my pride. It's, it's maybe giving someone in the relationship the upper hand mm. or we feel like we mm-hmm. are if we do that it's that mm, no but if i show grace i have nothing to hang over them uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah and that's a vulnerable place to be it's a scary place to be because none a, of us want to be right you know which is exactly where we need to be in marriage mm. marriage is the you know, it's the one relationship above all others that there's no one side that wins if one side wins, the relationship loses. Yeah. And so the only way the relationship wins is when there's, when both of you win. Well, it's got to be a you team win sport. together when it's yeah. a team sport, and that means giving up your upper hand. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you know, you talk about newlyweds. I think many times newlyweds get a bad rap from married people or older <laughs> married people. I was and, like, you just wait. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if there's one thing we hated. Yeah. That's one phrase. That's probably one of my pet peeve phrases in mm-hmm. life is you just wait. Because mm-hmm. it invalidates where you are right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. And 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 honestly, every time I hear it, I just want to work hard to defy them. Absolutely. Prove them I think half of our marriage has been to defy the you just wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, and there's those you just wait people in your life. They just want to see your life as miserable as theirs. Mm. But but but. But that's one thing we heard a lot when we were newlywed or young, you know, young married. But I think they get a lot of times bad rap because because people that are married see the love in their eyes and newlyweds eyes. And they think, well, you just wait, because in reality, the newlywed couple understands exactly what they need to understand for where they are in the relationship. Mm-hmm. A newlywed couple, their responsibility then is to be in love. Is to be in love and yeah. to be in limerence and to be infatuated with anybody. That is the right place for them to be. And as they grow and as they mature, God will move them into a different type of love where That's choices it. have to be made and life has to be laid down. But for where they are, they get it. Yeah, It's the couple that's been married for a while that many times doesn't get it. Because see, we forget, we forget. Yeah, it, it, it's that the couple that's been married for a while doesn't get the fact that, OK, I got to lay down my life and show grace to my spouse. Well, there's a lot of water under the bridge at that point that you've mm-hmm. got to say, all right, there's a lot that's happened between us at this point. When you're dating and you're engaged in that early season, it, it's there's all no, new and yeah. fresh. It's, mm-hmm. it, it all comes easy. But the longer you're married things happen between you. Mm-hmm. Things are said that, that can't be taken back as much as you want to. Things are done that that causes hurt and it it that runs deep. And so in the, in the married couple, if they don't have grace mm-hmm. on those situations, then they're going to forget why they love each other. Mm-hmm. So the newlywed needs love to get married. Oh, yeah. The couple that's married, that's been married 20 years, they don't need more love. 
Mm-hmm. They got love. What they need is is grace. Mm-hmm. And and here's what we have to understand. Love gets us married, but it's grace that keeps us married. Mm-hmm. Love has seasons, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Grace helps our love weather those seasons. And so when a couple is at a, a devastating point and they come in my office and they say, well, we're just not in love anymore. No, I think, I think you're in love. Mm-hmm. I think if someone were to come in with a gun, they would jump in front of that bullet for their spouse. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. It's the grace in the daily things and the grace to forgive their spouse or the grace to die to themselves and, and live for their spouse that they need. They don't really need more love. They need more grace. Well, yeah. Uh, well, and I think what you said there is the whole, I jump in front of a bullet for someone. Mm-hmm. You do love them. But when someone else's life begins to infringe on our desires or things that cause me to be happy and comfortable, then it rubs against that. I mean, I love you, but you're getting on my nerves right now. Yeah. I love you, but I can't, I'm having a hard time living with you right now. Yeah. It's the, I do love you, but you know, you hurt me. Uh-huh. And so I think we have to differentiate there a little bit because there's the grace for the big things and the grace for the small things. Okay. So let's talk about that. So there's, there's two, two types of grace we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's the grace in the face of forgiveness. And what that is, is you've hurt me. Mm-hmm. What you've done to me injured me. And, uh, and I've got to learn to show you grace for that. Mm. Um, so an example, you know, you've been hateful or you cheated on me or you, you know, something you've done to really injure me. Mm-hmm. And I've got to find grace to get over that. And, I, and that happens all the time. I think there's another type of grace, though, that is probably more of the daily grace that couples need. Yeah, I think that's the kind of grace you need for unmet expectations. Mm. It's the, you know, I I had a bar that was set here, and you fell just short of that. It's the, you know, I really, I mean, I remember our first year of marriage. It might have, maybe not a year, maybe six months. But, so you grew up in a house full of boys, Mm -hmm. and... Y'all were always to- told, leave the toilet seat up, okay? Yeah, because we, we had a boy's bathroom. Right. We had no no girls were going to use that. No, and I always knew you put the toilet seat down. I'm a female, and there was a lot, there were quite a few nights I had to show you, Grace, <laughs> for getting the hang of that in the middle of the night when I would go in there and the toilet seat was left up and I didn't have the lights on. That was not good. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, I'm not laughing at you. This isn't funny. You were then. You were laughing. And then we weren't laughing. But it was that, okay, it's going to take a while. Grace. You know, it's that stupid kind of things that drive you crazy. Or the, you know, it's the, yeah. it's the little things. Or the... I've gotten a lot better than that, haven't I? Oh, golly, yeah. I you never... I, I, right. I couldn't tell you last time. No, I can't either. Now I'm having to learn the grace for my son. Not well, <laughs> we'll talk about other things. But in the toilet issues. But um, so... It's the, I desire something from you and you haven't given it to me. And it's something I placed on you. Maybe it was unfair. I didn't realize that y'all were always taught that. Well, there's sometimes we, and we won't get into expectations here too much, but we place bars there of expectations that we don't even let our spouse know are there. Sure. Or, or maybe we do, but yet when we don't have grace, that becomes the most important thing to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a story here as well. 
that's more modern day. Well, we were trying to think, I know we were trying to think of something to share with you guys. And, you know, there, honestly, I'll say this. I feel like grace has become a characteristic in our relationship for a really long time now because we worked hard at that for a, for a long time. Yeah. And so it's become much more natural. So I was trying to sit and think because we do a good job of not holding grudges and letting things go. And, um, but so maybe two years ago. <laughs> Apparently we don't do a good job. Well, I do. I mean, I hadn't. Okay. That's true. So That's let me tell the story. And then, so two years ago, we pulled up the carpet in our bathroom. It was around January. Well, we carpet the bedroom. And so we put down flooring in the yeah, bedroom yeah, right. and in the bathroom at the same time. Yes. And so the bathroom, so we trimmed everything out and we ran out of trim um, around the the, sh- the molding of the f- of the floor, you know, by the by the wa- wall. The bedroom got finished. The bathroom got halfway finished with shoe molding. Yes, the shoe molding. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel said, "I'll get to it. I'll eventually get to it." So, life and that's gets, still a promise. Life gets busy, moves on. Two years later, we've done tons of projects, but we've still got don't have shoe molding in the bathroom. And I have have I brought it up repeatedly. Not repeatedly, a few times here or there. Maybe I one, see, maybe three times I in a year. I see your your depressed facial expressions when you walk into the bathroom. No. I do. I see how no. life tanks and no. you you bottom out when you walk into right. the bathroom because right. there's no shoe molding. Right, right. But it's there's so meaningful. <laughs> so that is just one of those things. For a while, it really bothered me. It 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 greatly upset me because other projects would get done but that still was just like i mean more important projects right you know absolutely and that's where grace comes in because i had an expectation for you for what was important to me yeah but i was being facetious because right the other projects might not have been more important to you well with the motorhome there's a lot of things you've done on the motorhome and things like that there are projects it's not like you're sitting around doing nothing so that's where grace comes in to say Okay. Oh my goodness. He's got other things to do. There are other things that have to get done too. So I can either harp on you every single day about it until it gets done, which would just create a problem in our relationship. Or I can just ignore it because nobody sees that bathroom but me and you. So, and it doesn't really matter to anybody else. So that's grace. That's Mm -hmm. one of those things. So I had an expectation and I'm choosing to drop it. Yeah, but but a lot of times we have those expectations and we simmer in them. Yeah. And when we don't offer grace, what happens because of those expectations? It it over a long period of time it turns to bitterness. It's it becomes a lens like on your glasses. It's the only, you you're looking through that at yes. your spouse every time. That's all I can see. All I can see is the thing you didn't do that I expected you to do. Mm-hmm. And and now because that becomes a lens that I'm looking through, I can't see anything else you do right. That's right. All I'm seeing is not only the undone trim, but I'm also looking at the undone this or this, mm-hmm. you know. And the and then it's the resentment over well, well you it's the resentment over what you're doing that's maybe okay, so you've got a hobby. Well, you got time to do that, but you don't have time to do this. Yeah. We can't give them grace in anything. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. And then it, it becomes characteristic of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what the average couple deals with more on the daily basis, unless a big circumstance comes mm-hmm. like an affair or like uh, something that's kind of egregious. Yeah. Um, and that we really have to, you know, forgive them for or show grace mm-hmm. or maybe, a, you know, 
their family member, their mom or dad or something offended you and you're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, put kind of placing that on your spouse or maybe they didn't come to your rescue. There's just a lot of different ways, but I think for the most part, the average couple probably deals with that daily unmet expectations and aggravations. Yeah. And that's, that's, if we can't learn to show grace and move on and move on, then what's going to happen is it's going to be, it's going to be like, uh, you know, going back to our car illustration, it's going to be like trash getting in your gas tank or in your oil and it's going to clog it up. And, um, and it's going to create this wall of unforgiveness and breakdown in the relationship mm-hmm. until it gets to the point to where it's devastating and it devastates the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why you've, you know, you kind of constantly <laughs> back to the engine, you know, there's, there's engine oil additives that it's good. You know, when you go to the gas pump and they've mm-hmm. got the little advertisement there that I hated at Kroger ran. Every time I yeah. go to pump gas, save today on mm-hmm. engine additive thing. And I always hit no and mute and all that. But do every, you ever do that? No, I never do that. <laughs> I don't either. But I have bought it at the auto parts store and put it in mm-hmm. manually. And, um, and so, uh, but those engine additives are good because mm-hmm. what does it do? It goes through and it cleans your pistons. It cleans your, all the other things in that engine that I don't, can't think of right the second, but, but that's kind of what grace does mm-hmm. is it cleans all those things out and, um, and keeps things running and flowing smoothly. And if that breaks down, yeah, it, it's a bad thing. Well, it's, and grace in your marriage is whether you like it or not, whether there's things that have been done or things that you're overlooking, grace is choosing to see the best in my spouse and give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm, but if I Fine, if I do that, then I lose the upper hand. Right. Yes. I've got to. Maybe so. Ah, I got to admit mm-hmm. that you might be smarter than me. <laughs> uh, hmm. I might have to admit that I was wrong. Wow. Right. And then the next time, maybe I'm more inclined to show you grace too. And here's the thing. Maybe next time you don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time you rub it in. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. God, that's what God commands us to do is show Mm -hmm. grace. Well, you know, you think about that and we say Christ was that ultimate example because Scripture tells us in Ephesians that um, God being rich in mercy because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our sins and our trespasses or or things that we were doing, we were basically enemies of God. Mm -hmm. And he made us alive together by Christ with Christ. It says by grace. You've been saved. And that's the thing. It was total act of grace that saved us that he, even though we were, he knew we weren't going to do anything for him in return. He knew that we um, were his enemy. He chose to show grace to us anyway. And and not just in salvation, but even now, now that we belong to him, even when we sin, he still calls us saints. Mm. He doesn't see us as sinners. He sees us who we are by nature. We're saints. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man, that's just grace. You know, Ephesians 5, 1 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I don't know if I could do that if I was God. Mm. I'd have to base my actions upon your actions. Yeah. But he does And we do that. Mm, yeah, we do. That's the, well, nope. I got to show him a lesson. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta hold it over his head so I have something in the future to win with 
So, so Grace believes the best about our spouse. Mm-hmm. I love this. It fights through the messiness of a particular incident or behavior, and it remembers that our spouse is a son or daughter of the Most High King. Well, wow, stop right there because <laughs> I forget that. I forget that you are the mm-hmm. son of the Most High God, and you wouldn't treat the prince, a, a prince, yeah, hatefully. You mm-hmm. you would know you couldn't get away with it. But we do that to our spouse when they belong to God. They are their son or daughter. It's how we want people to treat our kids. Yes. If I see some little punking kid being mean to Josie or Colby, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. I won't abuse somebody else's <laughs> kid. But, you know, it, it hacks me off. And in the same way, I've got to remember, man, you're the... You're the daughter of of Most High God, mm-hmm. and I've got to treat you with grace and respect. Yeah, but a lot of times we just choose to see how the person's treating us. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're not acting like that. They don't deserve to be treated that way. Well, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. But we've got to learn to focus on the best. And, you know, I think so many times we we look at people, and, I mean, even though we mess up over and over, I, I usually judge you on your actions towards me, mm-hmm. but I want you to judge me based on my intentions. But I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't I, I, that wasn't my heart towards you. Yes, but that's what I did. And the, and and things. If you're a parent, and if you're if you're going to be a parent one day, things are personified so much in our kids. Mm. And I see, I hear that out yeah. of my kids mouths all the time that uh, I didn't mean to do that. But then when their brother or sister does something to them, they're like, Oh, he meant to do that. Right. And I'm like, no, just in the same way, but I do that. Mm -hmm. So how much do we see our actions in our kids? Um, so. Well, and we're going to mess up, but it's, and your spouse is going to mess up. They're not going to meet your expectations. And then they're going to do things that just outright hurt you. But we've got to choose in that moment is how we respond to them when they're at their worst, that that can either reinforce their behavior or it can lovingly help them live like the person that they really and truly are. Mm -hmm. If we are in Christ, we're a new creation and we're supposed to walk with him. And um, I know there have been a lot of times that you've come home at the end of the day and you've said you've walked in and I've just I'm in whatever mood and I snap at you. And rather than snap back at me, you'll look at me like and you'll come over and say, are you okay if you? had a good day i mean is because this is not like you i do that you've called me out yeah you call me out in a way that's kind though i'm a good person you are a good person that is so nice of me but it's showing me grace for the way i I feel like i don't do that no but that's the thing it's like in that moment i've been mean i've just been outright it wasn't your fault you walked into the middle of whatever was going on in my head the the spaghetti string of ideas and thoughts that had already set me off that day you walked into that and if i unload on you you've got a choice there you can look at me like the beast that i am in that moment or you can say no that's not who she is something's up with her Mm -hmm. and you can extend grace to me put your arms around me and make it better rather than entangling with whatever mood I'm in and making things worse. And that's what mm-hmm. grace does. It it helps cover things. It helps. And we're going to get more into that next week of kind of what grace does for your marriage. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's an important thing um, 
to have that kind of grace towards each other. So many times the content in this podcast comes from concepts we've gleaned from books or messages or just daily life. Well, today we're talking about grace and how important it is in your marriage. And so if this resonates with you and you'd like to dig a little deeper, we highly recommend the book, Grace-Filled Marriage by Dr. Tim Kimmel and his wife, Darcy. They also have a video study by the same title, as well as the book, Grace-Filled Parenting, which is also great. And uh, you can find these resources uh, online. You can find them on Amazon or christianbook.com. And uh, and the, the links to the books will be in the show notes for today's podcast. But we thought that that resource would be a great one for you. So wrapping up today, talking about um, grace in our marriage, why should I choose to see the best in my spouse? And why should I extend this kind of grace to my spouse? Uh, I, think, I think first of all, it's, it's simple obedience, mm-hmm. right? As a Christian, God desires simple obedience from us. And, um, and so the first one is, is that God chooses to see me this way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says, he tells us we have to offer forgiveness. We have to offer grace. Yeah. And so if God says it, there's no arguing with it. Right. And because he sees me this way, we have to. In that book, Graceful Marriage, uh, Tim Kimmel says, and I, gosh, I love this quote. He says, the contradiction for the Christian is to be a willing recipient of the grace that God offers us, but reluctant to extend the same gift to our spouse. Mm. All right, think about that. I'm going to be a willing recipient and allow God to lavish grace on me. That I don't deserve. That I don't deserve. But yet I'm going to be reluctant to give that to my spouse. So how ironic that the missing ingredient in our marriage when we act that way is the primary ingredient in God's heart when he deals with us. Mm. That's so convicting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so how do I, I I can't argue with that. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the, the, I think that's the number one reason. The primary reason for sure. Yeah. But I think. There's another reason that we need to show grace to our spouse, and it's because at some point I'm going to need that same grace extended to me. Oh, no doubt. Because it, it's easy for me to look at you and say, I need, oh, man, I really wish you could just have some grace on me right now because that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my heart towards you. But then, I, I mean, it's like I'm never the villain in my own story. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Never. No. But I can turn it on you so quick and no, but you said this. Oh, I didn't mean that, but you said it. And mm-hmm. I can choose to hold that over you. So I've got to hold you to the sta- same standard you hold me to. Right. Exactly. So I think we've got to be self-aware and realize, okay, if I'm not showing grace, I need to be prepared that I'm not going to get it back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the same thing we were saying with our kids. It's like, look, if you're not going to show grace right now and back off, then you're probably not going to get it. And we've seen the cycle. It, it puts us in a cycle. Mm-hmm. But if I can show you grace now, then hopefully you'll show me grace later. And mm-hmm. it, it, But it's got to work both ways. It does. It, it, it's, you know, a couple of weeks ago we did an interview with my parents on their 60th wedding anniversary. And, and to see grace, if you're going to be married 60 years, you're both going to screw up royally mm-hmm. along the way. And yeah. so you better learn how to have grace if you're going to last that long. Yeah. And um, and I was you know I was talking with mom and uh, just today and and dad's lost his eyesight. He's pretty much 100 percent blind. 
And it's just hard for him to want to get up and do anything. Mm -hmm. And he said to her, he said, Jenny, just close your eyes and, and walk around the house and, and you'll kind of see it's just hard to get motivated to do anything. And she was wanting to go out and do, get some stuff done and him to go. And, and she gave him such grace. And she said, as she was just kind of not venting, but you know, frustrated and aggravated. And then she just turned and said, but you know, Daniel, I I can't sympathize with it because I've got sight. Mm. And I, you know, I, I get it. My heart breaks for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, what grace and love that you're, it, you have a valid reason to be aggravated. We all get aggravated at our spouse, but to be able to look at it from their vantage point mm -hmm. is an example of being able to show grace. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and we're all going to, guys, listen, if you're going to be, if you're going to have a marriage that lasts a lifetime, you're going to screw up. And so you need to show your spouse grace because you're going to need it one day. Yeah. And God wants the grace that he showed us on the cross to be the defining thing in our relationship. It defines the relationship that he has with us because without it, we couldn't stand in mm -hmm. his presence in the same way. God wants that same thing to define our earthly relationships with each other. But that only happens when we're both willing to set those things aside and to walk with God and allow him to show mm -hmm. his grace through us to our spouse. Well, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. Next week, we're going to dive deeper into this uh, this topic, topic of grace. Mind you, share what we're going to be learning next week. <laughs> you don't know. No. You do know. No. We're going to be... <laughs> we're going to talk about... Did I put you on the spot? Yeah, you did. You we're mad at me? Yeah. Show me some grace. Oh. <laughs> I know we're going <laughs> to... We are going to talk about. We're not editing this out. What? This is awesome. You better edit this out. We're leaving this. This is great. <laughs> How it defines what what does this kind of grace do for your marriage? What are the things that it characterizes in your relationship? If you can learn to show each other grace, y'all have a great week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.